to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. How are you now? Better, I think. We don't miss the flowers. So beautiful. Do you remember the first time I gave one to you? Of course. It was the day you told me about Marlin's prophecy. Yes, my queen. But until then, I don't see why you can't live in the kingdom you deserve. I think it's time to fix this broken kingdom. Don't you? from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is Enchanted Sand that can make something brave appear whole again. <laughs> we also talk about ABC's <laughs> hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Like, uh, I don't know how the Oncers are doing tonight, though, because they... They're not in the... G- we only have a few people joining well, us tonight. Usually 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com or on Alpha Geek Radio at alphageekradio.com on the special events channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We come on live to talk about Once Upon a Time, and usually there are quite a lot of people today. There's, There's like three. three. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Angel, Hope, and Poke Canada. Poke Canada. Poke Canada. Don't. No. I think it's Poke Canada. No Pokemon. But thank you guys for coming. Seriously, uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to say what this portends for the episode of uh, Once Upon a Time we'll be discussing, though. Uh, and Bobby, I uh, hope, says in the chat room, is usually a few minutes late. Which that's, is very true. That's fair. Oh, and Poke Canada's gone. Oh, Poke Canada, <laughs> now you're gone. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, ah! it, it, it was a somewhat interesting episode of Once Upon a Time, things to happened. say the least. Things, uh, things happened. They definitely did. They definitely did. I saw things happen. You saw things happen. Yep. Why don't we go ahead and Talk hear what happened, that happened with the rhyming episode summary, and then we'll get into our discussion. Hold on. Let me, let me grab my Excalibur. Excalibur. Mine is whole. Okay. Arthur is due for an origin story. One is revealed in its twistacular glory. We also find out how Lancelot kissed the queen of the realm to ignite a plot tryst. Snow fights with David, but not for too long. Two with one heart can admit when they're wrong. Merida has arrows. Will Rumple sling them? Bravery might help in this week's The Broken Kingdom. The Broken Kingdom? The Broken Kingdom? I'm sorry. Why are you talking funny? Well, I always talk funny when I repeat the you episode title. always do. The Broken Kingdom. The oh, broken by the way, uh, Poke Canada's back. <laughs> and, and so, so is Bobby. Bobby. And I don't care if it is actually Poke Canada. I'm calling you Poke Canada. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> Emery, what'd you think overall? You know, I don't feel like I have very strong uh, feelings one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Things happened. Things made me mad. They things did. made me made me happy. Things things happened. How did, how did you feel about this episode? I, you know... I really like the kind of Arthur origin story and everything, but mm-hmm. then they kind of lost me in the last like forty five seconds. But forty five, yeah, those last forty five seconds were like, yeah, yeah. No one ends. saw that. No one saw that. Oh, she, she went, again. Yeah, she went like that with the thing. I, oh, and Amy P's here too. Oh, see Yay! now the, 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 the game's party. getting here. It's the, the game's getting now. here. See, we, we thought. Uh, oh, uh, Poke Canada says you actually pronounced it right. Ha ha. <gasps> Oh, because you were like it's Poke Canada. I was like, no, it's Poke Canada. So it's like Poke Tuna that we had. Like Poke at Canada. Okay, fine. Okay, so the Sands of Aunt Avalon. I have it written here in the doc as the Sands, like Sans Yeah, Sarah. I wondered uh, about that. I, I typed it all in on a tablet. But uh, the Sands of Avalon, a big plot, uh, plot point in this week's episode. I thought uh, some people might like a little bit of information on it. Yes, please. Uh, for one, uh, Avalon is a land from Arthurian legend. It's said to be where Excalibur was forged oh. and also where Arthur went to be restored after he was killed in battle. Wow. So I, I, I'm wondering, considering this, uh, since... You know, Excalibur was forged there and everything. Uh, do you think that, you know, the Sands would have worked to restore the sword? Would it have been like a legit Excalibur? They never even tried. That's the thing! Yeah, they, they... The whole point of the stupid Sands was to fix the sword. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like, I, I, I thought it would be, you know, at least worth a shot for people. <laughs> 
<laughs> to, for, for, for Arthur or Guinevere to, you know, just sprinkle a little sand on there to try it out. Which, by the way, Bobby says in the chat room, I'll pretend the last line didn't happen. Yeah. Probably for the best. Angel was agreeing. Yeah. And uh, uh, Poke Canada says the never-ending sands of Avalon. <laughs> Very true. It never mm-hmm. does seem to run out. Yeah. But I, I, I did love the way it was. the sands were brought into the story, which was the gauntlet, which we saw yes, last season. I loved this, the gauntlet. In the first uh, appearance of Spice Girls of Evil in season 4A. I believe a mm-hmm. uh, foray, uh, but uh, during the Frozen arc, they had a little flashback where uh, Belle got a a or uh, Rumple had a, had the gauntlet, mm-hmm. and then I think Corolla Maleficent wanted the gauntlet, so they got Belle because Belle was Rumple's weakness. Yep, and so and he mentions that he traveled to Camelot to get it in that episode, so we finally get to see him ah. go back. We finally get to see how we got it. And uh, so so I thought that was kind of a cool little tie back there. And, uh, oh, Amy P. asked, what was the last line? Uh, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Someone (laughs) in the chat room will probably tell you. Oh, I'm sure they will. Oh, and uh, I, I also thought it was really funny that, it, you know, because we've been complaining the past few episodes about how fake looking Camelot Castle looks. Turns it out is. it's totally fake. It is. It's it magic. Was, it was created with magic. So. Not a single stone is there. So so that's uh, that's what made it appear whole again without actually being <laughs> I do wonder what made Camelot fall, though, initially. If anyone in the chat room knows, uh, you know, the Arthurian legends. Oh, I'm sure somebody will uh, know Sir Michael might know. Sir Michael of Lucero. But yeah, definitely go ahead and uh, chime in with that in the chat room. Okay, Emery. Okay, I have some things to say about the Sands of Avalon as well. Okay. Okay, so when the Sands are used on people, which we Mm -hmm. saw significantly in this episode, do they know that they're acting against what they want to do? Do you think that they retain it or is is this another stinking mind wipe and poor Snow and Charming don't know <laughs> left from right from up from down? I, I don't think it's a, a mind wipe so much as like a mind controlling thing to where like it, it's it's completely chill mind control. Like they're con- controlling people's minds, but the people don't care. Like they're like, yeah, I'm not acting you know, like myself. I'm not making decisions by at myself. All. But at the same time. I'm cool with it, man. You think? Yeah, yeah. See, I kind of don't. I feel like it's sort of like um, Dark One Dagger control mm-hmm. or heart control because yeah, there are many like ways that. to – Yeah, but those people know that they don't want to be saying or doing what they're saying or doing. But I don't think it has like direct control as – i.e., you know, yeah. Arthur isn't making Guinevere do these things. It's just because that will restore their relationship or whatever or make yeah. it appear restored. That's why she's acting in that manner. And even when Lancelot in this episode is like hey yeah no it's the sands of avalon which is a little presumptuous after just one kiss and it lands a lot uh but uh no but you know but i i'm just saying and she's like i know i don't care whatever but that's because at this point it's been five years of camelot time mm-hmm. that she's been under the sands oh uh poke canada says perhaps a certain woman cough korakoff broke the kingdom <laughs> since she was aware of lancelot i could see that oh definitely interesting interesting johanna did it johanna did it uh sir michael ah, says johanna very true very okay true. um also when the spell is eventually broken do these people know what happened or is it a little bit mind wipey like do you think that they just like the second the spell's broken they just keep going i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry oh uh, the uh the sands, the of, sands avalon of avalon spell. spell see the thing is though we haven't seen that broken it i might, know we haven't might not be able to be broken everything can be broken maybe, maybe like a, a double dose like a second dose to restore them from the restoration i don't know we'll find sort out about that also, that vial was very, very full when Rumple and Gwen made their um, trade, which uh-huh. I thought was very generous of Rumple, which is not his typical MO, because um, normally he gives you just enough for whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but now the vial's like empty. It's like they used almost their last mm-hmm. bit of sand on the Charmings. I'm kind of wondering if they had to use it anywhere else between, you know, the flashback and the modern Yeah, day, that's why know? I was like, how many people are under this spell? It's all of Camelot. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, well, Camelot was created with the spells, so does that automatically mm-hmm. put the people under the with spell? With the flowing sands. Uh, by oh, the way, I thought Guinevere w- was probably the worst, like, sand blower in the entire episode. Like, <laughs> she was like... <laughs> it was just like what <laughs> i say well go back and watch the episode if you know uh, our audio listeners will love that i'm sure 
There we go. Absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. No, but it, but it was very interesting, and I I'm, I am anxious to see what happens when you know the the spell is lifted when the sands of the have run through the hourglass, so <laughs> to speak. Sands through the hourglass. So are the these are the once upon our times. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I try. I try. I you know, but I I also kind of think that you know because we still have a bit of probably a few more weeks to kind of fill in in the lost time. Yeah, and I I really think you know Snow and Charming being under the control of Arthur mm-hmm. or you know doing Arthur's bidding would be a good impetus for Emma to break bad. You know, yeah, it really would. Even after the events of this episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay, but there was another person there in the diner with them. Yes. In that scene, shady, shady Lancelot. Lancelot, uh, I, th- I don't think can be trusted. One, yeah. I'm still not completely convinced this is actually Lancelot. And if it is, I'm not convinced he's on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Basically, we, m- one of my first things is that this entire episode, you know, he's kind of there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a little bit like dull <laughs> I, uh, around the edges a little bit. <laughs> but little he, he's very focused and concerned on getting his hands on the dagger. You know, he says to Snow, you oh. need to let me do yeah, this, that Snow. Was, I was like, what is that? Don't you trust me? Yeah. Well, it, like, why can't, why can't Snow try and put it? Because Snow says, well, maybe if we're holding the dagger, it'll be cool. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, let me do it. Mm. I mean, obviously, you know, he's trying to be the gallant knight or whatever, but mm-hmm. I think whoever Lancelot might be wants to get a hold of that dagger because you're, if you remember last week, we were talking and saying that, you know, there's that little like flit in the shadows before Lancelot first steps out. Yes. I'm still con- pretty convinced that, you know, Lancelot's not actually Lancelot. He's under a glamour spell or it's a glamour spell or something like that. Basically, it's Zelina. And uh, yeah, well, yeah, I realized that we haven't seen Zelina since that moment happened, since Lancelot first showed up. We didn't see her this episode at all we didn't see a lot of people this episode and uh, you know it definitely we have seen that she can use a glamour spell yes. and, and we were talking about it a little bit earlier too we've also seen that she's willing to chop her hand off yes. to get that bracelet <laughs> off she okay. probably has a lot of time alone in Camelot Castle while the rest of the characters are running As around the doing their plots. There's a lot of swords and uh, stones and everything else around that castle. I wouldn't put it past her to break it off. She's just in there. Repair it and then put like a fake one on. She's gnawing it off. Until, you know, time came that mm-hmm. she could cast a glamour spell or whatever. I, I think it's – I think Lancelot is Zelina. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, – I I'm more and more convinced on that. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. I I wonder how how did Lancelot know that uh, Snow and Charming had a fight? I mean, I know there was yes. She, Snow mentioned that there was a slight disagreement, but it, it was very obvious he was referencing the very the, the very th- the specific fight, they had fight in that room. Oh, I, and but know, how would Zelina know that? I don't know. I mean, I don't imagine that when um, Regina magicked herself away, she went and was like, so, mm-hmm. Selena, did you know? That could be. I want to put that past her. I, w- I mean, there could be a cut scene somewhere on the on the cutting room floor where... Adam, Eddie, yeah. looking at you, man. But uh, I, I also wonder, you know, if it is Lancelot, could it be some plot by him and Guinevere? Because they, yes. they had a very intense convo uh, before Lancelot went off on his way. Uh, plus, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, oh, uh, Guinevere says something along the lines th- that uh, a kiss from a queen isn't the only thing Lancelot coveted. Yes. So I'm wondering if maybe there's more to the Lancelot story that we still haven't got yet. But I think that's part of the sands. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of the sands. Um, I could see that. I don't. Too. I didn't interpret that as being him mm-hmm. really, because I was like, "But well, we got the whole story. Nothing happened. Nothing. <laughs> he left. He chose to leave mm-hmm. instead of torture himself and her." But I, 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 I still have some uh, general distrust of her, even though. Well, she, I completely distrust her. I, you know, what happened to her in this episode towards the end was uh, icky. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I still think she's she might. Might be running game. So she still is suspicious to me, especially in terms of Lancelot. So I'm just saying they could be running games. Uh, Angel in the chat room says maybe uh, Zelina poured water on herself to get out of it and then resurrected herself like she did back in Kansas. 
I can see that. And uh, Hope says, I will be upset if it's not Lancelot, only because I wanted him since season two. That's fair. But it's still the same actor, I guess. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The I thought it was, yes, yeah, see, ha, Bobby's on Team Amory. Okay. <laughs> it's calling to its other half. When Emma is sitting there making her dream catchers, which we will talk about significantly, probably not this week, but next week. Mm-hmm. Well, um, next week's episode is called Dream Catchers. Yes. It? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, the, you know, that's her spinning gold. Um, and Rumble's like, do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's calling to its other half. Is my, does mine Rumple think that the dagger is calling to Emma or to Excalibur? Technically, both mm-hmm. are the dagger's other half. Very true. And does maybe, maybe he does think it's the, the Excalibur it's calling to, but Emma is the, the, the go-between mm-hmm. to get the dagger to the Excalibur. <laughs> but why does the Dark One want them reunited? Because I, well, I mean, it's very obvious that he does because even in the modern day storybook, he's kind of he's pushing trying to help. that. Right. I... <sighs> Just for ultimate power? I don't know if it's ultimate power. I don't know. Maybe it has to be together to um, get Merlin out. You know what this episode got me thinking? I about? don't. Please share with the group. No, it's just that, uh, you know, we, we, we get a fake Darkwing Dagger in this episode. It got me thinking, what if... What if Emma is no longer the Dark One? What if the sword and the the dagger have already been reunited in that rock and she cast the curse or, you know, came back, cast the curse and is trying to get the sword out to get the power of free Merlin or whatever? What if she's that dagger she's carrying around? What if it's a fake Dark One dagger? Oh. And what if she's hiding that fact from... Everyone. In her head, Dark One. Like, maybe... May, or maybe she's trying to, like, keep him captive until she can get this sword out so she can be like, well, not whack her head off, but, you know, whack him out of her head. Ooh. What if it's already reunited in the stone? Ooh. Just a thought. That's a very serious thought, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> ah. Okay, side note. Um, sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. Um, do we think that Rumple knew about the Excalibur dagger connection when he was the Dark One? Hmm. Well, he obviously knew a lot about Merlin, Camelot, and all that, because he, I I think right. he mentions in this episode Merlin is in the tree. He never talked about Merlin in the tree. I thought he talked about Merlin in the Did tree. He? Yeah. Was that when he was tied up and No, it was when he was talking to Arthur or uh, Lancelot and Guinevere uh, in the garden. Okay. Yeah, he he mentioned Arthur and freeing Merlin from the tree and this, that, and the other. So mm-hmm. I, I think I, I actually I, I'm kind of curious to see if we're going to get more interaction between old school Rumple and uh, Camelot before. See that I would like to see. It's all said and done because yeah, I, I, I keep was, hitting my mic. Sorry, I'd even forgotten that uh, he had referenced getting the gauntlet from mm-hmm. Camelot. I did too. They've been putting this stuff in the works for a while mm-hmm. now. Definitely. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, fine. I don't know. I don't know that whole that the uh, that it's already reunited and she's carrying a fake one du- uh, has just thrown me. Blown your mind. It's yeah. My mind is like what. Uh, Bobby says in the chat room, if the sword is resurrected, the Dark One will become corporeal and no longer need a host. That's what I think anyway. Which is fair, but hmm. where where did the Dark One fly goo venomy stuff come from? Come from? In, I in think the... it was like a protectory thing. But for a minute, I was like, are we going to get... I mean, I knew we weren't getting Dark One Lancelot. We already had a Dark One at the time. But what was it doing? Yeah, because we've, we've never seen that associated with Rumpelstiltskin before. No, you know, no, except we... when it flew out of his chest. Uh, with the whole sorcerer and all, uh, apprentice mm-hmm. and all that at the season finale. Hmm. It's very, very interesting. Lots of lots of questions. That's actually a lot of my notes so this week. So many questions. We're just question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. But we have plenty of more question marks for you. But before we get to those, we have a little something we want to tell you about. Amory, why don't you tell them a little bit, bit about it? Hi, we have this thing. It's called a Patreon. Patreon. It's Patreon, where you can support our podcast, Greetings from Storybrooke and Legends of Gotham and kind of universe box but <laughs> we are going to be starting some new podcasts soon so I, we will you, mention that uh for our universe box podcast we're doing a back to the future episode this wednesday, wednesday uh the actual date uh from back to the future too when they go into the future awesome. we're going to be talking back to the future too with bobby hawk uh bobby from bobby. the guy whose voicemail we usually play at first every week uh live.universebox.com 8 30 p.m est if you want to check that out but sorry go ahead about sorry the yes but patreon is where you can pledge any donation that you like starting at 10 cents ten dollars five dollars one dollar whatever to help us <laughs> better our show and you know we've done things like upgrade ah! 
upgrading some hosting, upgrading cameras, getting new computer equipment. Um, and we have some rewards. And Anne Marie needs to order stickers to send to our patrons. Yes, Anne Marie. Um, I meant to do that today. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but some of our other awards, you know, we'll write you a handwritten letter. You'll get all of Bill's Dog Boy books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of milestones that we're unlocking. Yeah, we have we have some new podcasts coming too. So this yes. page whole page is going to be revamped it's very be shortly. Completely different soon. If if you want to if you want to tip us for the revamping, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, we already have thirty three of you supporting us. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely two hundred seven dollars and ten cents a month. Woo! Which I I'm about that ten cents. Like I'm getting you, candy. Thank you, uh, L. For the ten cents, we saw that we appreciated oh. <laughs> that definitely. Yes, uh, but uh, if you want to support us over there, it's patreon.com slash universe box. Yes. And if you want to pick up like a t shirt, a mug, something like that, uh, you can go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com slash support. And yes. there's all sorts of options over there. There too. are tons, and actually, I think our t shirts are going to be on Amazon soon. Oh, are they? Well, Excellent. because the people that we um, do our t shirts through has just signed a deal with Amazon, but that's another unrelated note. Nice, yep. but uh, thank you guys again. Patreon.com slash universe box and greetings from storybrook.com slash support okay i guess we'll go ahead and get back into our discussion here we got to get back into our discussion the discussion that we're having about once upon a time okay uh so let's see here okay so this whole episode obviously we're being set up to see arthur as a really 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 bad guy yeah and yeah He's a really, 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 really bad guy. Yeah. Really, really, really. Really bad guy. He he does some very shady stuff mm-hmm. uh, towards the end, too, with the sands and Slim throwing shady. it in Gwen's face. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's no way to keep a, a marriage alive with no. with the no, Sands of you Avalon. you can't be shady in Sands of Avalon. That's not going to be a healthy relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's on the scale of, I don't know, Zelina pretending she's marrying or... Oh. You know, that sort of thing. Or, you know... So much bad stuff, people. Or Regina uh, using um, Graham's heart so he'll sleep with her, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, there's a history of this on this show. So I'm There not... really is. It's such a problem because then how do you know who's true hmm. love's But I, I'm not saying, uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to defend Arthur here, okay? Oh, but you are. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying okay. to defend Arthur, but I, I'm definitely... Uh, Amy P. asked how many realize, reallys? Uh, really, 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 really. I don't know, Amy. Sing me a story about it. Um, but <laughs> let's see here. Yeah, so I'm not trying to defend Arthur, but at the same time, I don't really think Guinevere deserves a big defense either. I, I mean, obviously, right now she's being mind-controlled with the Sands of Avalon and everything, so you got to feel a little sympathy for her for that. But at the same time, I think she was kind of a jerk to Arthur in this episode, too. Because, you know, we get the first scene in the episode. Mm-hmm. We see that, you know, they, they were childhood sweethearts. And she's been on board with this plan since right. they were kids. Right. And it, apparently, you know, the entire time up through even finding the, the bad sword and having to hide it and everything, she's completely on board with it. And he's like this close, he thinks, to cracking the case and mm-hmm. fixing everything mm-hmm. and restoring the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And her birthday happens to slip his mind, and she goes and like makes out with his best friend. And I'm, I'm, I'm also, I, I'm just saying <sighs> that she she takes this gauntlet mm-hmm. that she thinks is a really she has this really good plan to fix everything mm-hmm. to get Arthur what he wants. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't tell him about it. She just assumes he wouldn't be into it. He wasn't there. I know he wasn't he there. He wasn't there. He'd already left on his own mission. He wasn't listening to a single word that she was saying. But she w- He but- wouldn't take a single, like, ten minutes off to go to her birthday party that Lancelot arranged for her. For one, I, I, he was he was so obsessed and so deep into his studies and everything. He didn't. I don't think he realized it was her birthday party. That's not a good thing. No, I, I understand this that. This is bad. I I understand that. All of the bad. But the thing is, she didn't come to him being like, hey, Arthur, I found this gauntlet. We can find the Dark One's dagger. She was like, hey, come dance. She didn't even come to Arthur saying, hey, dude, it's my birthday. Come dance with me. She was like, come on, dance with me. And he was like, yeah, I'll be out in five minutes. And then he finds the thing he needs to restore the kingdom, or so he thinks. So so I can can see... Again, not defending Arthur in the least, but I'm just saying that 
I think Guinevere could have approached this a slightly different way. I feel like Guinevere has been approaching it for years and years at this mm-hmm. point. I don't think that, I mean, this wasn't a, you know, one week obsession. I feel mm-hmm. like this has been years and years and years. Like Lancelot's been arranging the birthday parties with the flowers that Arthur has promised for years and years and years. I don't think this was a quick thing yeah, because but- they have all that history mm-hmm. and, you know, she's been supporting this plan since they were 12 or whatever. Ah. I mean, I don't think she's good. Mm-hmm. Do not get that twisted. Yeah. I do think she is just as evil as Arthur, but that whole she'd been trying to get through to him and trying to get through to him like but, he wasn't she, even taking care of his kid yes i've taken over he, couldn't, he wasn't even taking care of the kingdom he was just sitting in there buried in books with ink on his face but she you know what she didn't try she didn't try saying hey i have a really good plan for you to accomplish your goals let's go do it together i think i think if she had approached it that way this whole thing would have gone down differently she wouldn't have been making out with lancelot they probably would have <laughs> They probably would have got the dagger. <laughs> what? Other oh, enemy says, try and ignore AM for that long, Bill. She won't like it either. <laughs> very true. Very true. But at the same time, if I was sitting here, I don't know, getting the podcast prepped, and you were like, hey, I figured out a new way to do the podcast, but you went off and did it on your own and then came here. Oh, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, I know. You know if, yeah. I, if I wasn't aware of that whole thing going on, mm-hmm. then you weren't giving me a fair shot to be like, hey, you know, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, so I just think she could have approached it a little differently. Don't worry. I'm not going to cheat on you with another podcast. <laughs> um, well, Gotham TV pack podcast is okay because our other <laughs> podcast is going out with them. We are going steady. Uh, but, but you know, I, I, so I, th- I, I just think that Guinevere could have, could have approached it a completely different way. And uh, yeah, I, I also didn't really buy the, the whole chemistry between her and Lancelot at all. Like, I didn't feel any sort of real romantic connection between those two I actors at all. I think that's because they were trying to fight it. It was mm-hmm. a thing. They were acting. But no, I don't, it didn't feel like trying to fight it. It felt more like, hey, we're both getting paid to be here and make out. Okay, wow. let's make out. That wasn't even a good make out either. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, let's just let's digress for a moment. Okay. Snow's vision from last season. So cool. Mm-hmm. I love that it was in the Dark One vault garden fiesta party place the garden of the dark one Ha-ha! yes <laughs> <laughs> um i just love that connection because i had completely forgotten about said vision mm-hmm. with emma ripping her heart out and crushing it into stone where it was basically saying yeah like she knew emma would become the dark one it just she pushed it out of her head so hard mm-hmm. um however happiness about the thing but we too easy for people to get into the dark one's vaults yeah yeah all you do what is touch it? three little things and you're Sun, done bird square something, something like that yeah. yeah like that was so Probably easy everybody down. everybody was just oh we're just getting in the vault getting in the vault and, and I'm like no i also thought it was i also think it's weird that we haven't seen more of that place until now like yeah it it feels like a a set piece that we should have had throughout the entire series yeah but somebody just created it last season for a flashback thingy or a vision and they were like "Ooh, that's pretty let's use that it feels well didn't they they used it when they resurrected rumple too didn't they uh when is that where that was i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure because i mean it was the same plate right oh that's the up that's the on top i Mm -hmm. meant the garden oh like oh yeah yeah the actual garden Garden. He's yes. got a secret garden. Oh. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Angel thinks that the garden is Avalon. I, I could see that. I could see that. Although it seems weird that Rumple has like exclusive access to it a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I also I also wonder why uh, Dark One in her head, uh, Emma's head, mm-hmm. isn't hasn't had Emma go there to do any or to like, hey, you have you have a you have a, a condo. Here, here in Misthaven <laughs> slash Camelot slash Fairytale. Wherever we are. Yeah. yeah uh, so why don't you go check it out? You know, go make sure that, you know, the, the utilities are still on. Make sure right, there, there's they no like ticket investation or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe maybe uh, check to see what that weird venomous goo down there was. Yeah, that wasn't was, me. What was that? Yeah, I... Could, that's also something that I would have loved to have seen Rumpelstiltskin using the entire series. Like, right. Like, 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 yes. Like, shoot that 
yeah, yeah spider web style mm-hmm. like you can't just all of a sudden goo people <laughs> yeah yeah you, you can't just uh no surprise goo no, no surprise, surprise goo that's not good for anyone you you have to force it, it no it, it's the classic Chekhov's goo scenario. If you put goo in a drawer at the beginning of the show, you have to let it out by the end. Or reverse, you have to put it in the drawer huh. at the beginning if you want to let it out at the end. Um, Chekhov's goo. <laughs> uh, Bobby said he thought that the vault was protected with blood magic. Um, and then Hope saying that's why she's wondering if there was more than one different vaults and wells for mm-hmm. different things. I could almost see that it being like an interconnected series of uh, fortresses or dwelling places with like magic. Because, I mean, there's yeah. a magic door portal. Classic. Uh, once upon a time. If you're playing a once drinking game. <laughs> there's a portal. Anytime there's a magic door portal. Drink. drink. Uh, but, yeah, I could see them being connected somehow that way. Interesting. I, I, I am interested to learn more about that garden, though. And I think we're going to. We have to. Yeah. We definitely. have to. The twisty although, thing was really pretty, though. Although, obviously, uh, teenage Emma probably won't be ripping out Snow's heart, but adult Emma might. Oh. I could see that. I hope we don't go there. So, she only has half a heart. She does. She does. So uh, if uh, Emma takes <gasps> Snow's heart, does, does that... Charming die, too? No, what I was going to say, are they going to have to take out Charming's heart and rip it <laughs> to quarters? <laughs> this heart just keeps getting smaller and smaller. I don't think they can live on a quarter smaller. of a heart. I don't think so. Oh, and uh, Hope says that the uh, season four vault didn't have doors. Well, it did. They never went down into it, did they? They just showed uh, Rumple kind of kind of reforming on top of it. They never like did the bird, sun, moon button. Yeah, there was no button thing. They didn't put in the passcode. <laughs> <laughs> they put in the wrong passcode and it locked. He couldn't get in. He forgot. Mm-hmm. He had to reset through Apple. Yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> through one of uh, Regina's apples. <laughs> Okay, so his so has Merlin always been a tree then? Exactly. Has he what always been that? a tree? Um, I, I don't understand here because obviously Merlin was a tree when <laughs> they were kids. So has he always been a tree? But if he has been, who did, was in the movie theater? How did he appear to Emma? Young oh. Emma. How did he appear to Arthur? Because, I mean, Arthur but mentions did he, he, But he never said that he appeared to him. He led her to the tree and said, the tree has prophesied things to me. Or that there's a man in the tree who prophesies Oh, things. I will say that Hope clarifies. She means when Emma and Hook were trapped in the past, that vault with all the stuff in it, all the relics oh, and stuff. Oh, that vault. I gotcha. Oh. I gotcha. Okay. No, but uh, yeah... It, you know, because apparently Merlin appears to Arthur and gives him this prophecy. And, you know, uh, what, what was the other one? Yeah, uh, the fact that um, the apprentice uh, has been conscripted to do all this stuff for the sorcerer, right. for Merlin. For all these years. How, how did Merlin accomplish all this as, as a, a tree? tree. Uh, also, um, why why does Arthur want to destroy Merlin? Because he says in this episode... He, he wants to destroy Merlin. Yeah, he needs the sword. That's part of the reason he wants to... Uh, there must be another prophecy we don't know about mm-hmm. because we still have no idea how or where these prophecies come from. It, like, what is it? A leaf falls off the tree and it says you will become king by pulling a sword from the stone. Like, yeah. that, <laughs> I don't know. With prophecies, mm-hmm. you think of like a scroll or an ordeal or at least a private meeting. You don't yeah. think of a tree. But I, I'm still thinking that Merlin might end up being a baddie at the end of it. Just because. Merlin? Yeah, Merlin. Hmm. I, I kind of think he might end up being a bad guy at the end of it because for one, uh, you know, his prophecies, they always seem to create monsters. Arthur, yeah. he's a total monster now. Yep. Emma. Kind of a monster. Um, he pr- he probably had, had something to do with, uh, he had something to do with the Dark One's creation to begin with. Right. Uh, he gave Isaac, or he entrusted Isaac with the power to be an author. Mm-hmm. Look what Isaac did last season. It was a bit of an, yeah. Anything Merlin gets his hands on turns to mm-hmm. the opposite of gold. I won't say the word there. But oh and, uh, yeah, oh, some people in the chat room were saying maybe uh, Merlin came to him, it came to Emma in a dream. Uh, maybe it was a uh, he projected himself into the movie theater. <laughs> I or that the tree talks. Pocahontas is coming. Who knows? It could be. It could be before it's all said and done. Yeah, Not but really. I think I think there's I, they, I I need some answers on Merlin. I need some major answers on Merlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. We might have to wait until the Arbor Day episode <laughs> to find out. But, uh, uh, <gasps> um. Um, better, okay, you, so you better start answering, Merlin, or we're going to send uh, the, the Johnny Appleseed. Bizarro Smokey the Bear after you who burns down forests. <gasps> Only you can start forest fires. <laughs> Only you can start forest fires. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, well, we sort of talked about my point within your point. So, moving right along to the uh, section of the episode. <laughs> oh, okay. So, oh, yes. Yes. Okay, so, you know, I was really enjoying all of the uh, origin of King Arthur mm-hmm. stuff. Kind of like the, the interesting uh, details about how Arthur came to power. How Camelot wasn't Camelot until mm-hmm. it was Camelot. The Sands of Avalon. Uh, the the uh, Lancelot, Guinevere story. All this stuff is kind of coalescing and coming together. Then we get Rumpel, White Knight Rumpel. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon to be hero Rumpel, hopefully in the modern day. Mm-hmm. And things are good and good and good. And then Meredith Strap to the front of Emma's car. Which wasn't the bad part. Which, to be fair... Wasn't awesome. Wasn't wasn't quite the bad part. The bad part was... Give me the line. I need you to make him brave. This is... The absolute worst. I don't even think they did let it go last season. No, they did let it go. Did they? Okay. Yeah, this is season for a frozen This is let it go bad, people. ...of what I was terrified of this season becoming. I really hope it's not indicative of what's going to happen the rest of the half season because it just like, I just like crushed me. I think we were just like, no, no. They take the costume so literally, they take the character so literally, Mm -hmm. which we can look past if you don't start talking about the movies. Apparently, Merida's going to keep her costume in Storybrooke, too. Uh FYI. I mean, but to be fair, Arthur is right now, too. Well, they... uh so you can't they all too much. transformed or they all were teleported cursed mm-hmm. whatever into storybrook in camelot gear so that's fine but yeah but <sighs> it's just so frustrating for especially from uh dark one emma who's been such a, vi- a yes. character with such gravitas up until now to have like just a cheesy reference drop like that it was awful especially when emma probably knows the movie <laughs> no 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 the, the movie time- <laughs> okay that's the one time we'll talk timeline yeah well <laughs> But I, I really hope that it improves a little bit. It's not so on the nose and that it gets a little more interesting once Meredith starts training Rumple the White. I, I also want to know in the past, in the flashback episodes, why was she captured? Did she cross our author? I, and will this tie back into – if you guys checked out some of the previews they released over the summer, mm-hmm. there was a clip of Dark One Emma imprisoned in Camelot. Yes. In the, in the subterranean uh, places yeah. where we see Lancelot and Merida in this episode. Oh. So I'm wondering if it might tie back into that somehow. I'm sure. Possibly. Interesting. But I, I, I wonder why she was captured there and what her role is going to be in Camelot of old of a few weeks back. <laughs> Camelot just a few weeks ago. Also, like, how and why was she captured by King Arthur so quickly? Mm-hmm. They haven't been in Camelot very long. Like, really, they've been there a week? Yeah, like they... A it, week of real, di- of real days? Mm-hmm. So they just saw Merida before they, you know, just right there. They let her go and off. Now she's captured. And she already has such a hatred and everything for mm-hmm. um, King Arthur. Does King Arthur have her brothers? And that's why she needed the sprite? I don't think we're done with the sprites. It could be. That could make, maybe, that would yeah, make maybe sense. She was, yeah, she was going off to save her brothers, She right? was going off to save her brothers, mm-hmm. which I don't know how they need saving because those <laughs> three, you haven't seen the movie. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate that way. Wait, I hate that Emma is using her the way that she is, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit more with the preview for next week and her trying to fight back at least a little bit on the heart control thing. It looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Again, I, I'll just say that, you know, it just was a little too over the top for me. And it was everything I was terrified the season was going to be in that one line. So watch out once upon a time, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I also will say that uh, that the the place under Emma's Storybrooke house. Very reminiscent of the Dark One sanctuary thing that we see uh, Lancelot and Guinevere and Snow and mm-hmm. everyone else. Everyone else is in there now? Go into in this week's episode. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting. What, what do you agree with uh, Amy and Hope about? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I think Arthur is the king that still married his brothers. Ah, yeah. Yes. yeah. That Also, uh, Poke Canada and other Anne-Marie are bonding over their Canadianness. Oh. Uh, because there Poke can- Canada just found us tonight. Oh, so, really? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Poke Canada. And there was discussion of Poke meaning the, to be part of Pokemon. And there are Canadians in the chat room. <sighs> there are Canadians, people. Lots of Canadians. Okay, so again, <laughs> I thought that Hook was an absolute standout this episode, and it's not just because I'm hashtag Captain Swan. It, it's because I really think. <sighs> 
Hook is a thousand and one times better this season than he has. He well, was yes, that the I will fully support. They're letting him do something. Mm-hmm. He has things to do. He has things to. He has a mission. Mm-hmm. He has a real mission other than helping with the mission. In the, he has his own, and it's relevant to. They're his finally own. exploiting the richness of this character's history too, where he has exp- he has a lot of experience with the Dark One mm-hmm. and demons chasing him, internal demons chasing him, and everything, which. Yeah, comes to bear in this episode. You right, know, he he ends up uh, in in this episode alone. He he heals the darkness within Emma. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he distracts her and pulls. Yeah, that he, was he gets her on board uh, for Henry's girlfriend slash supports Henry's girlfriend. Uh, you know, and he 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 has that smile the whole episode, which is great uh-huh. to see because we don't see that in modern day Hook because he's all like, "Man, my girlfriend's the dark one, and I can't love her because she's the dark one." Well, she's not. I mean, she's being really dark to him, even. Yeah, but you know, he he really feels like. Uh, oh, uh, Angel says in the chat room, he's an actual character and not an extension of Emma. Very yes! true. Very yes. true. Okay, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely he feels like the hero this show needs right now. Like I I, I really think that him and Rumple are going to be the real saviors this season. That's insane, by the way. But I I also I, I kind of got an inkling of a prediction of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think Emma. Well, obviously we know Emma probably cast this curse. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to cast cast it to get everyone out of this jam that Arthur has them in. And she's going to do it by either crushing Hook or Henry's heart. I'm thinking Hook right now mm-hmm. just because he's been so gloomy in modern day Storybrooke. Mm. And then she's going to split her dark heart in half to bring them back like she's going to crush that heart to cast the curse and then like just like we saw with snow and charming where they split their heart in half to survive the crushing of the heart i think she's going to split her dark heart into either hook or henry oh to to make them survive because those are the only two people who have a heart that's crushable for a curse you know to emma anyway interesting i I also thought you've got some crazy theories Mm -hmm. and i'm loving them can you write for the show yes yes they just need to pay me um, okay, I guess I'll write fanfic. I, oh. you know, I, I was also thinking there, there's a small possibility that maybe, uh, you know, they, they would use Henry's heart and then she would like take, uh, what's her name, Violet's heart and split it in half to put into Henry. But at the same time, I don't, they're 14. It's not that serious yet. It's I not, don't it's not like true a- love serious, splitting hearts serious. No, it's yet. going horseback riding with the girl down the road that you really mm-hmm. like and no i will i do think nope. it was interesting though that violet's uh parents owned a stable and arthur was a stable boy when he was a kid i know some people have been speculating that maybe she's the the daughter of arthur and guinevere that was another little tick in that column for me hmm. so i'm saying oh monica loves my idea thank you monica yes it's a very it. good one <laughs> it's a very good one all right henry and violet nope i don't trust her i don't trust her i don't trust her but it's nice to see henry attack normal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets to be a teenager. You know, he's hanging out with a girl. He's lying to his mother about the girl, even though she's the dark one. <laughs> Getting frustrated with mom's boyfriend for making silly eyes at him for hanging out with a girl and mm-hmm. lying to his mom about it all. And Yeah. You know, that was, I mean, the Henry part was cute. The Violet part is, I don't trust you. I don't know. There's something just about her. I don't like it. Mm. I, I am wondering where they're going with that. For yes, sure. they're obviously going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to develop slowly over the next few episodes until she dies. Probably, yes. Poke Canada. I really want more Maleficent and Lily mm-hmm. this season. There has been nothing. Oh yeah, I was hoping that would be a major plot point this season, and nope. nothing so far. It's like they built that up and built that up and mm-hmm. built that out, and nothing. Oh, also, Hope's talking about some uh, set photos, some very spoilery set photos from, like, this past week. Yeah, I saw those, Hope. Those are pretty intense. Which one? Wait, from what? I'm not going to tell you right now because they're really, really spoilery. Okay. But we've talked about them. We've talked. About We've them? discussed them. Hold on one second. Taking myself off camera. Oh, I don't think we talked about that. Well, we're not talking about it on this show because it's way too spoiler. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, so... Hook's face was funny, Amy. Absolutely. All right. So let's see. Interesting. Anne Marie. Yes. Out of 171 slices of granny stale lasagna. <laughs> How many slices of Granny Stale lasagna do you give this episode? Oh, out of what? 171, you said? 171. 171 slices of good man. Like meatloaf. Um, 
Or lasagna. It was lasagna? I thought it was meatloaf. No, it was lasagna. No, it was granny's meatloaf. No, was it meatloaf? I could have sworn it was meatloaf. I think I – think, I'm pretty sure that uh, Charming said lasagna. I thought it was meatloaf. Well – Either way, gr- 171 of, all slices – like All of granny's food is stale. It's because it's been transported across <laughs> kingdoms and realms. I'm going to give it – 130. 130. Why? Things happen, but I'm not really, I'm not overly mm-hmm. excited. Impassioned? I am not. I mean, Well, I'm pretty impassioned as we can tell the Italian in me is talking with her hands this evening and I'm getting mm-hmm. loud, but it's not necessarily great things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody seems to like it a lot more than me. Yeah. I, over here in the chat room, we do <laughs> oh, have some higher oh. ones here. We have a... Uh, 160 uh, slices of stale lasagna from Bobby, 165 from other Anne Marie, 169 from Amy P. Uh, she thought it was good except for the mm-hmm. last line. Uh, Hope says 99 sad Lancelot tears. Wow. Uh, and then Angels a 165. And you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to say. <laughs> They're all like giving other things because uh, we have Hope with our 99 sad Lancelot tears. <laughs> Poke Canada, 150 star eye sun passwords. I got 99 <laughs> problems, but a rating ain't one. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, you know, it was honestly out of 171 slices of uh, Granny Steel yeah, lasagna, I, I, I would probably have given it about a 160, a 162 until that last line. One single teaspoon of ricotta cheese from the stale lasagna is all I give it now. Do better. Uh, Do better. But I did like all the the, uh, Lancelot stuff, Mm -hmm. all all the King Arthur stuff, all the King Arthur origin stuff. I even – and we really never even talked about this, the – who? Subterfuge and team up with uh, Snow and Charming. I loved that. That was really good. I had that in there, but then I liked the fact that I'd had mm. another Snow thing. I didn't add it because I figured you'd talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had other things. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. other things. Okay. Well, I guess that about does it for our main discussion. So now – on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. As always, ABC's Once Upon a Time, Who Cares About Quantico and Simpsons. Uh, were Whatever, the, I copied the line. <laughs> were the night's top scripted shows, each drawing a 1.6 in adults 18 to 49. Uh, the two uh. ABC shows were even with last week, while The Simpsons, Who Cares we don't About, care the, about Simpsons. the Simpsons. Nobody cares about the Nobody Simpsons. Nobody cares not about for, the Simpsons anymore. Not for almost 10 seasons now. Okay, so let's see here. Obviously, somebody does or they wouldn't still be making it. I guess so. I guess so. Okay, let's go ahead and watch the trailer for next week's Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Oh, you know, one thing I want to ask real quick is you were saying that people were saying complaining about Neil on social media. What was the complaint? Because he oh, never really even came up this episode. No, it didn't. We'll figure it out while we watch this. Okay. okay oh, it see. was because of the uh, Neil... Uh, Hope, help me. It was you. I saw something. Do you stuff. remember why I first brought you to Star <laughs> Things are different now. Next Sunday. Emma's creepy now. Emma is creepy. And then they find Excalibur in Emma's secret hideout. Yes. Merida, take him to the woods. And then Merida, make him brave. Brave, make him brave. Brave. Because be you were in the movie Brave. Shattered. You will always lose the ones you love the most. Uh, the Dark One Curse. Next Sunday at 8 In the Dark One Cries. <laughs> and maybe soon enough the Dark One dies. I don't know. We'll see. It remains. I just to be sent seen. you a message. Oh, no. Sorry. Not talking to me. Neil <laughs> equals Dreamcatchers. Well, yes. Neil equals Dreamcatchers. Definitely. Dreamcatchers is Neil and Emma's thing. Okay. So that's all we're saying. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to tie in a little oh, bit it, more it directly has, last week or it next week. It has to. It has to. It has to. But Dreamcatchers were also used with healing mm-hmm. vision power thingies, which I need to rewatch that wherever oh, it was. Yeah. Hope. I, I definitely know uh, they were they were definitely Neil and Emma Emma's thing for sure. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I, I've forgotten a lot about this show, but I haven't forgotten that. He <laughs> was so much better than Hook. Sorry. No. Yes. No. We can bring back that battle. No. I will bring that back. Spawn fire. Okay. Well, you know what? Next week, after you're done watching the episode and you're horribly disappointed, pour the sands of Avalon on yourself so you're restored. That means Neil will be alive again. Then Yay! Neil- 
then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GFStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Oh, oh, why are you doing that? Just to mess with you. Okay, uh, first up, we have a voicemail from Michael. Take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Michael. So did I just watch The Broken Kingdom, an episode of Once Upon a Time, or did I just watch Dead is Dead, an episode of Lost? There were a couple of uh, points in this episode where I really wasn't sure. Uh, It's kind of cool that they do that, but sometimes it also annoys me that they that they borrow so heavily from Lost. And I don't know, I'd be interested to see what y'all think about that when you start watching Lost. But uh, Henry falls in love with a stable girl. Um, I noticed that was a, a very interesting thing. Uh, kind of a parallel with Regina. I wonder Definitely. if this hints uh, at tragedy to come with him and his story. Uh, do you think Emma, uh, his mother, might kill um, Violet? Uh, it's interesting that, that they have these uh, sands of Avalon. Avalon is definitely meaningful within the Arthurian legends. Uh, it's linked with uh, similar mystical islands from cultures all over the world, often having to do with elves and fairies. Uh, from Arthurian legend, it's actually where Excalibur was forged and the home of Morgan Le Fay. And it's also oh, where yeah, Arthur is taken after being killed by his son to return when England needs him the most. Which I wonder if that's uh, going to be an element of this story. And once upon a time, is Arthur returning after death? Uh, it'll be interesting to find zombie Arthur. Find out. Um, also, didn't the secret chamber that opened into that little jungle glen kind of feel a little bit like the uh, Glinda's prison from the Ozark? Only it wasn't winter then. Uh, so overall, I think it's a pretty solid episode. I'd give it a 8.3 out of 11 dull knives lying in a drawer that Merida needs to sharpen. Can't wait to hear what you all think. Take care. I think I'm not brave enough, but you know what? I think I will be soon because we have a voicemail from Bobby who was sorely missed. People were screaming in the chat room, where is Bobby's voicemail? And apparently the internet decided to eat it for half an hour. He's like, I sent it at 8. I don't know why my phone waited half an hour. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Marie, it's Bobby. Howdy. So I really like what they're doing with Camelot this season. I like how it's, like the episode says, a broken kingdom. Uh, it's a false utopia. I like how it showed how slowly over time this little boy who was told this prophecy that he would be king uh, could be driven mad by said prophecy. Mm-hmm. So mad that he uh, is led to deceive his queen and his kingdom uh, in order to fulfill that prophecy. So mad that when, like he says, when he finally sees the king or sees the wizard who made said prophecy, he'll run him through with the sword that he uh, resurrects. Um, so all of that I thought was really great. I love how it's all kind of Jonestown-ish, him kind of using like mm-hmm. mind control, aka magic sand, uh, <laughs> to put one over on everybody. Including uh, Snow and Charming. And I thought Charming did a really good job this episode. Uh, for like half the episode, I'm sure I, along with everyone else, was like, What the hell are you doing? Or, what the heck are you doing? Um, I like how he corrected. Yeah, anyway, it was really cool to see you know, him and Snow working together in the end. And I uh, thought Hook did a really good job with Emma. This episode, I thought Emma did a good job. Uh, Jennifer Morrison is doing a good job uh, portraying like someone trying to like hold back the darkness. Uh, the with the dream catchers they showed in the window that she made, uh, and with her at the end, like holding that flower, even in present day, I really mm-hmm. feel like she's trying to hold back the darkness. I feel like the dark one and and the person who holds the dark one. Uh, are like two separate entities that you really have to totally embrace the darkness to you know for the dark one to t- totally envelop you and maybe that's why she's looking for another savior is to you know that that she can't do it because she'll let on that she isn't embracing the darkness and so she has to find someone who will you know fight it for her um but I'll other than that, I have two gripes on the episode. Uh, what was up with the vault and the darkness, like enveloping Lancelot? Because like the darkness should have been in Rumple at that mm-hmm. point. So yep, I really don't exactly. understand what was going on there. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I don't know, maybe it was just some sort of defense mechanism or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, the um, what's up with uh, no granny, no grumpy, no do- no dwarves? Because like at the beginning no of the bumpy. season, they made this no big bumpy. deal about how like oh they want to be on the in on the adventure, mm-hmm. and a few episodes in here and like hot no hot, no hide nor hair of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm no. really hoping oh, to no. see them next episode, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, great episode. So I'm giving it, uh, giving it uh, 327 of 342 coveted kisses. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bobby. So glad you, uh, we were able to get you in, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next up is Other Anne-Marie. Take it away, Other Anne-Marie. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Other Anne-Marie calling in for greetings from Storybrooke. Twisty, twisty episode. My goodness. I felt like it was, you're lying before I was lying after I lied to her kind of <laughs> lying. I was so confused at one point. I'm going, okay. It was, a, it was a really good episode because of it, because it was so confusing. And a lot of us were right. Arthur is a bad guy. So where do we go from here? Um, I didn't even realize we didn't go to Storybrooke until like the last two seconds when it said present day in Storybrooke. And I was like, oh my goodness, we didn't go back and forth. It was good. It was really good. Out of uh, 15 graying hairs on Emma's head, I am giving it 14 and a half. One more thing, though. I do have an issue with the timeline because... It was five years ago when they were trying to find a dagger and Rumpel was there and Rumpel was supposed to be in Storybrooke. Timeline, timeline, timeline. It <laughs> didn't make any sense. Okay, bye. Okay, so as as far as the timeline is concerned, mm-hmm. they tweeted out uh, from uh, – Adam tweeted out Adam today. Adam tweeted it. Uh, with a little diagram from the writer of the episode. Basically, they weren't counting um, – The 28 years of the curse. Yeah, they weren't counting curse time. So mm-hmm. there's your timeline. That's why it was five years this way or that way. They weren't counting the when time was frozen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Be brave and let it go. Okay. Let it go. Here, uh, we have a few letters here. First is from Angel. Uh, she says, hey, Bill and Emery, it's Angel. Uh, so, wow, tonight's episode, where to begin? How about Arthur? Uh, so I know that we've been discussing how shady Arthur is, though I did, did want to uh, give him the benefit of the doubt. But after tonight, he is the absolute worst. (laughs) I don't think I have ever been so angry at a fictional character. I was seriously absolutely speechless uh, with anger when he used the Sands of Avalanche Avalon on Guinevere. Uh, but I guess this is officially established Arthur is not only a terrible husband, uh, no wonder Gwen fell in love with Lancelot, ha! but also as the big, uh, the other big bad of the season. Oh, you know what? I think they could probably, they like doing twist. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they could twist it back at some point. I'm sure they could. Probably. Maybe I mean, if they can, if they, if they can redeem uh, Rumpel, if they can re- redeem Regina. Re- Regina, they can still redeem Arthur, I think. Yeah, I guess. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, big bad of the season. I Also, I can't help but wonder exactly why Arthur wants to kill Merlin. Is he afraid that somehow Merlin, if Merlin is freed from the tree, he will destroy everything that Arthur has created? Maybe he'll expose Arthur. That's, <gasps> that's me. Uh, either way, I guess this goes to show that maybe uh, the way a person becomes king should not be completely decided by the obtaining of some mystical sword. Uh, who's all for over... Uh, throwing Arthur's rule and having Lancelot be the king of Camelot. I could buy that. Meh. Not but this you don't Lancelot. Trust him. No, I was going to say not this Lancelot, actual Lancelot. Mm. Uh, anyway, even though this episode only pro- provided more questions, mm-hmm. very few answers, and a groan inducing cheesy closing line, I'm going to give this episode 54 out of 60 bouquets of pink roses. Uh, mm. Thank you very much, Angel. All right, this next one is from Ash, Hey, Ann, and Bill. Holy smokes, I missed these charmings. Yes, yes, yes. Slow clap. <laughs> I like that there's stage direction. Uh, <laughs> oh, Henry, I love it when they all work together. Um, hashtag, we're all in this together. Woohoo! Um, also, oh my gosh, Avalon Sand Illusions. Ugh. Though, uh, Merida and Lancelot team up, uh, team up, me, me likey and brave boot camp score. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. You know, Arthur's hunt for the dagger, etc. kind of reminds me of how Rumple was with Bay. Hmm. Ponder, ponder. Good intentions <laughs> and goes about it all wrong. I was hoping that Snow and Charming were testing him the they Wait, like they once did with Regina. It makes me so happy. And poor Gwen and Merida and the rough, rough stuff they're going through. I hope maybe they can help each other. Um, 
Uh, hashtag strong. Good queens for win once they have it all figured out how to negate the sand. Giving this one nine vials of Avalon sand out of ten. Cheers and hugs, Ash. Thank you very much, Thank Ash. You. Okay, our next one up is from Alina. Alina says, uh, this was an okay episode. More uh, filler than uh, moving the plot. Only got interesting towards the end. Uh, what I liked about the episode is Snow fighting than tricking Arthur. Uh, my favorite line uh, d- uh, to Charming, uh, you thought you could trick me with a catchy title and a com- or Charming saying, uh, you thought you could trick me with a catchy title and a comfy chair. Mm-hmm. Love that line. Uh, Regina says, I'm not worried about them. Uh, they can live out, outlive a cockroach. I, I did not like Arthur and Guinevere putting a spell on Charming. Uh, I really hope Regina knows them well enough to see something's not right. And maybe this is why Emma thinks they fail her because uh, she doesn't know uh, that they have been uh, cursed. Oh. Or, uh, a spell. I, do, what do you think? Do you think Regina's going to see through it? Yes. I think she will in a bit. Just mm-hmm. because they sent her on this big long journey to hide the dagger. Uh-huh. And they come back. They're like, no, no, we need the dagger right now. And like, but mm. what? No, 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 no. Because they wouldn't do that. Mm. So anyway, continue. Oh, other Anne Marie in the chat room says I really need to stop with the frozen stuff. And Bobby, no, Bobby agrees. He says, Yeah, Bill, let it go. Okay, so uh, in summer. Sorry. <laughs> and then Alina also says, I'm also beginning to think Emma uh, embraces the darkness to save everyone from Camelot. Mm-hmm. Also think she's going to use uh, their love, I'm guessing her and Hooks, uh, for her to destroy the darkness completely. Uh, she's doing it for the right reasons, but the wrong way, which we see a lot on once. So. I don't think you have a choice on once. I don't mm-hmm. think there is a right way for a good end. Mm-hmm. You either do something good and bad things happen or you do bad things and something good's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. Duh. Okay, you want to take this next one? Oh, yes, sure. All right, this one is from Hope. The Broken Kingdom was a tale of two halves for me. I love the first half, but the second was borderline season four terrible. Here's my list of pro and cons from the episode. FYI, Hope's full letter is go- is on the website, so I'm just going to give you um, a little from pro, a little from con. You know, and this is the first time we've done a blog post with letters on for this season. Storybrook.com, and the first time in forever. It's the first time it's in forever. It's the first time in forever. forever. Um, let's see. I loved Arthur's obsessing over the it fits him into the ranks of Rumple and Killian obsessing over their respective quests. The charming fight was much needed. Sometimes the charming seem untouchable with their sunshine and rainbows relationship. It humanized them so much. Um, the reveal that Arthur wants to kill Merlin was an interesting twist. Cons! While Hook and Henry's scenes together is great, I really need to see Henry with Robin. That's his other potential stepfather. Um, Look at that! Magic sand magically fixing all of Arthur's problems. Why can't he be a real villain and take care of some things on his own? Remember Peter Pan? He was such a good villain because he outsmarted the heroes mm-hmm. arthur using sand feels like lazy writing why must we always fall back to magical item number 12 you know because I, it's a magical show I, I will say that you know that arthur he's he's a real fixer upper go ahead <laughs> Merida and Joe with Lancelot didn't bother me, but I do have a big issue with Merida training Rumpel to be a hero. Why? Why doesn't <laughs> Emma threaten Belle instead? That would pull out Rumpel's hero urges faster than Merida mm-hmm. kicking his in the woods. Oh, wait. Disney has their grubby hands all over once's <laughs> plots again, and they have to pull her somewhere into the story. Mm-hmm. Questions I have. Can the Rumple in Emma's mind plot separately from her? The Dark One is a separate spirit. Can it do other things without Emma's knowledge? Uh, I gave I, the... I, like, I, I would kind of like uh, it to be, you know, well, I guess Emma can't sleep as the Dark One, but to see, like, the, the Dark the One entity just, like, control, <laughs> like, sleepwalking Emma. Kind of thing. That'd be I mean, fun. Well, she kind of is sleepwalking when she's making the dream catchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave the Broken Kingdom 12 out of 20 beautiful Lancelot tears. You really like those Lancelot tears, don't you? Hope? Everyone does. Everyone does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you, you know, I, I one uh, more point, point Hope had here. She, uh, she was just saying, are there more than one uh, Dark One Wells and vaults? Uh, in season four, Rumpel's vault had no doors and no way out, which is uh, which varied from the vault in the Broken Kingdom. Well, you know, yeah, there were no doors in that one, but really... Love is an open door. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> How okay. many can you do? This is amazing. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Patty uh, says, uh, "Dear Bill and Emery," which Patty's letter is over on the website as well, so mm-hmm. it might get you know bits and pieces. A little truncated. A little, little truncated. Bit. Okay, out of a thousand and one, uh, I, uh, I I think. Uh, oh, what's the uh, 
the actual sand. Avalon. Yeah, out of 1,001 uh, grains of Avalon sand, I'll give it uh, 750 sands. Because while this week's episode wasn't bad, it wasn't as strong as last week's. Uh, the reason why I felt this way is because of David and Mary Margaret's fat flashback. Well, the flashback did have a few enjoyable moments, uh, but all around, I felt bored. Uh, which is ironic uh, since the other flashback was one of the best parts of the episodes uh, since I enjoyed watching the evolution of Arthur and Guinevere's relationship, especially seeing how Arthur's obsession with the dagger had not only cost him his marriage, but his uh, reaction uh, did make it one of my favorites of the show. Uh, the flashback caused me uh, to compare their relationship with Rumpel and Belle's relationship. I, of course, because Patty loves Rumbel. Mm-hmm. Patty mm-hmm. is a firm Rumbeller. Very firm Rumbeller. Uh, mm-hmm. Since both of these couples did learn of their marital tr- troubles as a result of one of them craving power... Uh, but at the same time, Rumpel's and Arthur's do share the weakness when it comes to the Dark One dagger. I, I wonder if the craving for power is a side effect of wielding Excalibur or its power. That That's a good, a, a good idea, a good <laughs> thought. You know, extreme power breeds extreme kind of <sighs> desire. You know, uh, meanwhile, Arthur's uh, weakness is tied to the perception that uh, while he wields a, a his unbroken Excalibur and uh, the potential conquest and revolution that can emerge if they learn the truth. It would be easy to say that Arthur was the principal idiot of this episode. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Idiot of this episode when he decided going on a pointless adventure is more important important than celebrating his wife's birthday. But I would be lying. Uh, This title goes to Emma when she asks Merida to teach Rumpel uh, Brave. Uh, since you can't teach anyone to be brave because being brave means to perform an action without considering the risk or being afraid. I will say I will take a little exception to uh, Emma claiming that – so many people claiming that Rumpel's a coward. He's not really a coward. He never really was. He was – the reason he uh, – He was just scared. Well, yeah. Well, he wasn't even scared. The reason he left the Ogre War is because the seer told him if he stayed there that his family would die. Oh, there is that, yeah. In, in a roundabout way, it ended up being that if he left they'd end up dying yeah but which is how it came out but it sounded like if he stayed in the war they'd Mm -hmm. be killed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i know that he would be killed and they'd be left alone yes that was it he wasn't scared of dying he was scared of his family being left alone. yes and you know with good reason yeah but then he kind of became a coward after that i guess a little bit things happen okay uh let's see uh, what rumple should be learning is courage uh which uh the action that involves uh acknowledging the risk that surround an action and over Overcoming that fear. Uh, there is no reason to confuse these two words and no uh, trying to tie into the title of a Pixar movie is – or no trying to tie into a, the title of a Pixar movie is not a reasonable excuse, but a pathetic one. Uh, thank you very much, Patty, and I, I think I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Woohoo! I've got a tweet over here. Oh, do you? So here's one that we got from Robochatorium, mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, uh, Raina Roo. Uh, Guinevere is the, is a queen, but she refu- reuses the costumes of Jack from Tiny and Rapunzel from the Tower. Ha! Good points. Very good Very points. Good points. And I, 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 I will just say, um, are you if, if, if you want to build a snowman, reindeers are better than people because life's too short and you should make today a perfect reindeers day. Reindeers are better than people. We should know better. <laughs> You're you. You've you've gone you've gone into the ones that aren't Disney in the, karaoke frozen. Those ones aren't actually some of those aren't in the movie. Reindeer remix. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think we've done all of all of the lines, all of the things from all of the frozens. <laughs> And I've been brave this entire time. So next week, when you're done watching the episode, again, again, you know, you might be a little disappointed. It's okay. Just sprinkle that old, those old sands of Avalon. And you'll be fine. On your head. Everything will be wonderful. And so are the like days of our lives. Chocolate. Email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And according to my chat room over here, they which hate us. we load up every Monday night, 8.30 p.m. EST, to talk once upon a time at live.universebox.com. According to the chat room, everybody has left. They hate us. Goodbye, Bill. Ugh. <laughs> Stop saying frozen stuff. We can't stop. We can't stop. Just be brave. We'll be done soon. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone. And as for me, you can follow... <gasps> Some people are worth melting for, other Anne-Marie. <laughs> yes! Yes! 
And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do, uh, including Legends of Gotham, Greetings from Storybrook, and soon to Universe be Box. finished Universe Box at universebox.com. And uh, you know what? You can pick up uh, my, my fairy tale. I was uh, like, which one are you going for? The t- Trials of King Sparrow at bit.ly slash King Sparrow. It's a real it's humdinger. A- <laughs> it's a real humdinger. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Okay, so I think that about does it. Any other uh, business? Nah, Angel's been zoning out because of all the frozen stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fair. That's fair. Do you want to build a snowman, Angel? Do you want to build a snowman? You're going to leave me hanging? Until next time. Greetings Greetings from from Storybrooke. Ah, now they have to suffer through football for Star Wars. Ah, ha ha ha!